this is disrespectful, and this is not. Oh, I this is not back. making oh, for a good. You can keep doing girl. that though. That really feels good. <laughs> well, I don't want to do it then. Welcome to the Shays Lounge. <clears throat> Start it again, huh? Start it again, without you knowing. <laughs> oh, Tani. That is my thing, and I enjoy doing it every week. Oh, we're getting started early today. I like it. Hi, Tom. How are you? First player in minimum of B history with 40-plus home runs and 10-plus We're not watching the game. In a single season. Do you want me to turn this off? I will fucking turn it off. I thought you wanted to do the podcast. I do want to do the podcast, but you're not going to sit here and watch the game. While oh, I'm turn carrying, the game off. I, while I'm carrying the entire podcast, my back already hurts. I don't need to carry you for an hour and a half. Your back hurts because you have to carry around so much fucking bullshit. Let's be honest. My back hurts because my boobs are so damn big. That's true. Well, I'll offer to help you hold them up, but no. Well, I mean, that wouldn't be seen as... That's not That's not good in public. Anyway, what are we talking about tonight? Oh. We're going to have some good stuff? Well, we got to talk about the game that we watched earlier. Holy shit! shit. Oh, my God! It, okay, so it we, was... We, it, we started watching it was the a, Atlanta Braves and New York Mets game. It was yeah. like in the third inning. Fourth, yeah. And it was like five to nothing. Three, three to nothing when we first started watching. Right, but they, it they ended up being five to nothing. And then that's when everything just kind of went to shit. I, real damn quick. Like, it started raining, and they didn't call the game for rain. And the rain just kind of picked up and got heavier and heavier throughout the game, and they just kept playing. And the Mets, oh, they wish they would have stopped. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the, they, they they went through the entire lineup in like the eighth or the top of the ninth inning. Yeah. I think the final score was 21-3. to 21-3, to three. yep. I mean, they, they were hitting home runs left and right. I mean, it was. And it wasn't just, oh, a one-run homer or anything like that. It was like we had two people on base and we hit a home. A home run. Yeah, it was. And they were cranking them out. Uh, at uh, in the in the eighth inning, they didn't even have a pitcher on the mound for the Mets. They just had some random guy from the outfield coming in there, pitching balls across the the plate, just trying to get the game over with. Yeah. He w- he pitched a thirty-seven mile an hour pitch, <laughs> and the announcers were sitting there going, "I don't think the radar gun registers lower than 37. <laughs> But see, but seeing stuff like that makes me think about how everybody talks about, you know, you get these guys with these amazing arms from the outfield, right? Right. And like, oh, I can pitch. Because, like, I remember when Jose Canseco, he had a cannon from the outfield. And they finally let him pitch a game. <laughs> they teed off on his ass because he was not throwing very hard from the mound at all. Well, it's it's a different motion. It's a different feel. It's when you're pitching from or when you're throwing from the outfield, you're giving it everything you got, and you're going in one direction, and you're just worried about getting the ball across the field. When you're pitching from the mound, you you've got to worry about precision. You can't. Uh, it, it's just it's so different. The mechanics are so different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that it's a lot different throwing off a mound too. Yeah, and, but I mean, I, I felt so. <laughs> I mean, this guy had to be, I, I mean, I guess at that point when you're losing so badly, you have to be just having fun and just saying, fuck it, let's just get this over with. I just felt bad because that was game one of a doubleheader. <laughs> <laughs> but they, Hopefully they had, game two went a little better for the Mets. Man, I hope. I, I felt so bad for him. 
But the rain finally stopped about halfway through the eighth inning, and um, they were able to. And and at the top of the ninth inning, um, yeah, the rain stopped, and then Atlanta poured it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Atlanta got their shortstop up there on the mound at the top of the ninth inning. So he he was throwing out pitches, and he was just up there just for shits and giggles. Like there there was no reason for him to be on the mound. They had plenty of pitchers. They could have, they could have. Well, at that ended point, that game you quick. don't you don't want to waste your pitchers. Right. There was no point in wasting the pitcher. But you know, it, he you could tell he was having a blast. He was just up there just throwing. You know, and it only just, took him four hitters to get three outs though. It, it did. I was proud of him. He walked one guy, <laughs> and the other three had five balls out and got out. So, <laughs> but it. Watching the guys in the dugout for Atlanta, they were all just kind of looking at each other, kind of a little dumbfounded at the way the game was going. I, I guess I've never seen baseball players look at each other going, are, are we at this? Are we really at this game? So we're playing slow pitch softball here. I mean, is, and, Shit, not even slow pitch. Those were slower than slow pitch softball pitches. That was crazy. What did we watch the other day where that where that girl was um, out pitching those guys? Was that a TikTok video that you sent me? Yeah. Where that girl was just like she was pitching a softball to, uh, pitcher. Major league hitters. And they couldn't they could like a couple of people got a hit off of her, but it was not a good hit. Oh, they actually put a ball in play. But not well. Not well at all. And they were like freaking out when they got it in play because she was just pitching these these pitches were going right past them. Yeah, that in that game it was five to nothing after the fourth, and then in the sixth they scored three, the seventh they scored three, in the eighth they scored two, and in the ninth they scored eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, twenty-one just... runs <clears throat> off of twenty-two hits. They had one, two, three, four, five, six home runs. And <clears throat> we were looking too at the pitch count. What were they like? Four innings in, and the guy had already pitched over a hundred pitches. Yeah. I mean that was that was insane. He just he he couldn't like he couldn't control the game at all. And the first baseman for the Braves, uh, Olson, mm-hmm. he hit two, which put him ahead of uh, Otani for the lead and the lead in home runs. Mm-hmm. And you see that guy; he's a little bitty he's dude, little, yeah. scrawny, skinny, and it's just, it's all about bat speed. That dude, he. He has a way of generating bat speed. Well, the one home run that the Mets got was that big guy. What what, what was his name? Um, oh gosh, don't get me oh, the line. Oh, Vogelbach. But, yeah, that guy. He does not look like a baseball player, but no, he, he cranked that ball out of the stadium. I mean, he was like, he he got he got once he got wood on that ball, it, that was all she wrote. Because it, I mean, it went to the cheap seats. But that was the only home run they got the entire game. Okay, so the, the second game's in the third, about to start the fourth inning, and it's locally for the Mets, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't, be, it won't be too terrible for them, maybe. So speaking as a baseball player, um, what is your mindset when you're going into the second game of a doubleheader when you have been destroyed in the first game? It's hard to get up for that because you're like, all right, that last game was so freaking embarrassing. You know, it's hard to get back into that mindset. But, I mean, but then again, as a pitcher, you're like, well, I can have a bad day, and I don't think I'll do that bad. (laughs) I could pitch a bad game today, and no one will care. 
That's true. No one's going to talk so about it. So maybe it takes the pressure off a little bit. But, ooh. <clears throat> but holy crap. I, I was just, I I personally have never seen a game like that. I, that's not saying a whole lot. That's a real low bar to clear because I haven't watched a whole lot of baseball games, honestly. But I've never seen a game like that. That was, <laughs> I, I, I was rubbing your back and you, you kept falling asleep and I, I would like wake you up because I would say something or I would scream or I would be like, oh my God. And you'd like wake up, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> And it was because this game was going so weird. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's, uh, I was just curious about the highest scoring game in MLB history. Mm-hmm. In 1922, the Cubs beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Right? Mm-hmm. The Phillies scored 23 runs and lost. Damn. Because the Cubs scored 26. But didn't the Houston Astros have like a fifty-six game, fifty-six point game? No. Yeah, the Houston Astros had a game where where they they scored like it was an insane number of. Uh, Let's see most runs ever in a MLB game. Okay. I know it was the Rangers. <clears throat> what did they? What is it saying? Uh, the record for most runs in MLB game belongs to the Chicago Colts, now known as the Cubs, in 1897, where they scored 36 runs. So, what game am I thinking of? That was the Rangers. I know. That's what See, I'm saying. Most runs scored in a game by the Texas Rangers. It's got to be a lot. Okay, they scored 30. Okay, maybe and a maybe win I just thought over it was the 50. Orioles in two thousand seven. Yeah, because I just remember they ran up the score and it was like an insanely high number, and everybody was like, "Why would you do that?" You know, yeah, that just seems like was... poor sportsmanship when you run it up like that. You know, but but it's like you said, well, they it, weren't it's... they weren't getting runs off of off of stealing bases and. You know, doing stuff like that, they were actually getting hit, so yeah, they, they were getting they, home runs. They were playing what's called station station to station. That means, like on hits, you don't try to you don't push and try to stretch a, a single into a double. You don't mm-hmm. try to stretch that double into a triple. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't take extra bags. You don't do this. You don't steal. You don't try to bunt for hits. That's I mean, there's no rule against it, but that's like one of those. Un, kind of an unspoken unwritten rule yeah you know, don't, you don't be a dick because you do that somebody's gonna get lit up like a christmas tree i guarantee yeah. you and they'll and they'll deserve it yeah they will deserve but it. but the thing is a lot of times when somebody does that it's not that guy that gets paid get that gets that gets the receipt <laughs> it's the the next guy up and you're like hey you see that guy that just stole second guess what First base is open after this pitch and won't be open no more because either you or your replacement's going to be down there because I'm about to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you. I'm about to fuck you up. I'm going to light your ass up. <laughs> and then I'm going to look right at, and I'm going to look back at him and go, that's his fault. Did, did you ever do that? Like as a, as a pitcher, did you ever like. I never hit anybody on purpose. You big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> but did you ever like indicate to the batter like you're about to get hit and he's the reason you're about to get hit like did you no, I, did you do anything that about to but i've hit guys and i'm like you can thank him for that 
So you just straight up told him. Because this one dude was mouthing off in the dugout or something. I can't remember what it was. And I got tired of it. And I drilled that. Actually, I missed the guy because I aimed right at his freaking head. <clears throat> and he, he got out of the way. And he looked at me. He goes, that's his fault. And he looked at me. I was like, that's his fault. And he actually looked over the dugout. Y'all need to shut up. You almost got me killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't intend to hit him if you aimed it at his head. No, I was trying to scare him. Exactly. I mean, you've told me that before. If you're if you're actually trying to hit them, you aim two inches behind their back so they'll back up into it. Yep. Because you ain't got time to move twice. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. <laughs> Weird game today, but it was a lot of fun. Hey, I did something today that I have never done before in my entire life. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, oh, I was trying to think of what did you do today? I did something that I've never done before. That's what I did today. That's true. I bought a lot I bought a lottery ticket. Yep. I have never bought a lottery ticket before. I bought scratchers before, but I have never just fucking bought a lottery ticket. So I did. And they have a drawing tonight and I'm gonna win a million dollars. And we're gonna be living on Easy Street. <laughs> I'm going to have so many Legos and Funko Pops. <laughs> I have to get more shelves in here. <laughs> I was uh, I was reading a meme on Facebook. I've got room on my shelves over there for you, more Pops. You do have room on your shelves. You said I could get one a week, and I kept hinting at it at the store today, and you didn't let me get one. I, you didn't? Honey. I, I did several times. Honey. We went by and looked at them. And I expected you to get one. Why do you think you have to ask my permission? You're a grown-ass man to get what you want. I don't care. Okay, bye. Wait, no, I can't. I've been drinking shit. Tomorrow. You can go get one baby doll. You said I'm a man. I can do what I want. <laughs> Within reason. We still have to make sure that cell phone bill hits. <laughs> we were paying our bills this month. And I went to go pay the cell phone bill, and it says it's been paid, but nothing has come out of our bank account, and I'm so worried. <laughs> oh, I got a quick joke I heard from, from uh, Cardboard, so I got to give him credit for it. Boy, this podcast is going everywhere. Oh, it? I know. I thought about it just now. What is a 6.9? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hey, it has something to do with something being interrupted by a period. It's a good time interrupted by a period. <laughs> you're gross. <laughs> no, because it's interrupted. It's well, not like you're like you just kept going. Of, hopefully not in the middle of. Well, that's, yeah, hopefully not. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm open-minded, but I ain't that open-minded. Yeah, me neither. There's no, no, thank you. Very much. Don't want to, yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to say what I <laughs> no, said. No, no, nope. we're not. We're not going down that road. So Barbie hit a billion over last weekend, and it's showing no sli- no signs of slowing down, which is pissing off conservative men everywhere, which is hilarious. Ben Shapiro is very sad about that because when Barbie first came out, he was quote unquote forced to go see it by his producers. Um, Who was Ben Shapiro? Oh. He said he was forced to go see it by his producers, but what was really funny is he was cosplaying as a Ken doll because he was dressed literally like one of the Ken the Ken characters when he went to go see this movie. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. 
But yeah, when he got back on his show, um, one of the things he said about this is that the repeat viewings of this movie are going to be non-existent. So basically, it's going to do good in the first week, and then that's going to be it. Nobody's going to hear about this movie ever since, you know, again. Oh, no, no. (laughs) He was so wrong about that. Oh, my gosh. And Vox put out a... um, put out a headline um, because you know the whole the whole thing was um oppenheimer and uh, barbie came out on the same weekend so it was barbenheimer you know and, and like they were marketing the movies together and like but barbie ended up doing a billion dollars in two weekends and vox put out a headline about the success of both movies and the way they worded it was barbie does a billion dollars Oppenheimer does half that an equally impressive feat. Yeah. And I was like, "What are you fucking kidding me?" How, how is that equally impressive? I know what they meant. Nobody expected Oppenheimer to do as well as it did. So, yes, it did well based on what it was supposed to do. And it was probably did well because of Barbie because it was marketed together accidentally. Yeah. But that's some bullshit. Women have to be twice as good as man as men to be thought of as half as good. And that sucks. It sucks so hard. I have heard zero bad things about this movie, except from fragile conservative men who think that the movie is talking shit about men. But it's not. It is talking shit about the institutions that keep us all saddled into roles and the whole point of the movie is the role is bad and we need to break that down and let people live how is best as opposed to how society thinks is best right and it's such a great like it's such a great it's such a great movie (laughs) it's a great movie i've heard no bad things about it but anyway, <clears throat> so it's doing really good. Um, also, Joe Rogan, um, who is wrong 99% of the time, actually thinks that the right-wing freakouts about the Barbie movie are stupid. So this is one thing he got right. He well, says it is stupid. It's very stupid. The only people who are getting pissed about it are people like Ben Shapiro, who never met a movie he couldn't denigrate. The and, the and honestly, the only reason he's all pissy about it, you know, he tried to be a film. He tried to be a film writer. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Critic? No, 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 no. Writer? He tried to be a writer. Oh. He wanted to write screenplays. And he's a Nepo baby. His parents work in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. Even being a Nepo baby, he couldn't get his foot in the door because he's so shit at screenwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have anything to do with him because his screenplays are shit. And he's always been bitter about that. Like, he even tried to start his own production company for movies and stuff like that. And he's, he's produced a couple of movies, and they star people like um, <clears throat> Kevin Sorbo and um, what is that chick that got fired from Star Wars because she was a toxic person? She was on Deadpool. Um, oh, Starfire. Uh, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. I can't even remember her name. Anyway, she's in some of these Ben Shapiro movies. And honestly, her best role was when she was in Deadpool and never spoke. Because she's a terrible actress. She is legitimately a terrible actress. She was good in Deadpool because she was used for one thing. 
yeah. to run into Deadpool and to be a foil for him. That was great. That was exactly what she needed to be. That was a good fight between her and Colossus, though. Oh, it was. It was awesome. And she was good at that. If she had stuck to that, she would have been fine. But her as an actress, she's a terrible actress. And she was terrible in The Mandalorian. I'm sorry. She was. She was. She should have been good. But. Yeah. Not. <laughs> and she got fired because she did some really stupid things online. And she deserved to get fired. Sorry. She did. But now she's working for Ben Shapiro's production company, being a terrible actress in these terrible movies with uh, Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo's horrible actor too. <laughs> he thinks he, he thinks he's God's gift to mankind. He's hilarious. That's one of the worst ones when your guy thinks he's a high 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 highly sought after actor. All he stars in right now are bad Christian movies, and I've I've not watched any of the movies that he's in, but I have watched. And this is terrible. If I'm going to criticize the man, I really need to watch the media that he's in, as opposed to watching the media about the media that he's in. But there's a lot of people that I follow on TikTok, and there's a lot of people I follow on Twitter, and there's a lot of people I follow on YouTube and everything else, and they do a lot of critiques of his movies. And I haven't heard anybody say that he's any good. Because <laughs> he's not. He's terrible. He looks like an old wrinkly ball sack, and his star was over what, 30 years ago when he was in Hercules? Yeah, Hercules was like his only probably profitable role he's ever been in. Well, once he started going like super Jesus on everybody and making it everybody else's problem, nobody wanted to work with him anymore. Yeah. And that's the same thing happened with uh, uh, Cameron, um, Kurt, Ca- Kurt, Kurt Cameron. Kurt Cameron, yeah. Yeah, but he, he got all preachy and Jesus-y. He ended uh, the, uh, the, the, the show that he was on, was it Growing Pains? I think so. Um, anyway, he, he's the reason that that show doesn't exist anymore because he was getting so demanding on set that people had to accommodate his Christianity that it, it, they ended up just not producing the show anymore just because he was such a problem. And I've met him in real life. He is a dick. Really? Yeah, he's a dick. Where did you meet him at? The guy I was dating before you went to a mega church in Sugarland, Texas. And was, like, super involved. Like, his parents were, like... Because his, his dad was a state senator. Or mm-hmm. a sta- state representative uh, for Sugarland, And uh, so they went to the, the local megachurch there in Sugarland, And uh, <clears throat> his mom was super involved in the church. And his dad was super involved in the church and everything. And they had, like, some um, ladies' meetings and Christian meetings and stuff like that. And I got invited to come down to one uh, by his mom. And so I was there, and uh, she was getting everything ready behind the scenes, and Kurt Cameron was the guest, and she introduced me to him. And he was an absolute asshole to me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was an ass. And this was in the church. How so? Um, if you remember. Well, yeah. I asked if I, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, this is, this is an actor. You know, this is somebody that's kind of cool. And, you know, can I, you mind if I shake your hand? You mind if I get a picture? And da 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 He acted like I was inconveniencing him. He acted like I was, you know, just... Why are you bothering to talk to me and stuff like that? I mean, just like super, just, just a dick. And I'm a fan. I'm like, hey, like you're famous. That's like cool. You know, like, that's what I understand. Like so many people that are just so that way toward fans. Cause I'm like, cause I grew up, well, you watch- know, fucker without the fans, you're nobody. I grew up watching his Christian content. I don't know if you knew that either, but no. he, he produces Christian content with a guy named Ray Comfort, who's an Australian guy who goes around talking about how the banana is evidence that evolution is not real. 
to hold because it fits into your hand perfectly and God made it that way. But he but he's a dumbass because the banana didn't look like that except for the last hundred years because we specifically bred it to look that that way. <laughs> had nothing to do with God. It had everything to do with selective breeding. <laughs> No, the banana is the perfect representation of God's perfect plan for nature. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. But I didn't know this when I was a kid, and I took everything they said to be a gospel truth, right? So Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort go around to all these places, and I didn't get to meet Ray Comfort, but I did get to meet Kirk Cameron. <clears throat> and I was a fan because at the time I was still pretty super churchy. But, you know, total asshole. Hmm. That's a story I've never heard before. Yeah, well, there you go. I thought I was done learning shit about you. <laughs> well, you would think after 16 years you've learned everything to, about the person that you could possibly know, but I'm still learning new things about you, too. All kinds of stuff. Every day. I wonder what that could be. <laughs> well, we're not going to go into stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, but, uh, like, this, this church in Sugarland too, it was really funny. Um, it's a Baptist church. And Baptists right. don't dance. Dancing is sinful. You don't dance when you're in a Baptist church. Now, you're allowed to have a piano. You're allowed to have live music, things like that. As long as it's not too crazy. Right. All right? Now, some of these churches with the live bands and the drum set up there on the, on the dais, they're getting a little off the rails here as far as being a Baptist, and they're going a little bit toward the non-denominational as opposed to being a Baptist. But, you know, you can have your music, you can have your piano, you can have your singing, you can have your specials, stuff like that. Well, I went to this church uh, with this ex-boyfriend of mine, uh, and we went at Easter. And they had a program. And they had ballet dancers. And I was like... <laughs> that's dancing <laughs> he's like no it's not it's interpretive movement i was like i don't care what you want to call it that's dancing that's dancing and baptists don't dance <laughs> and he kept he kept trying to justify it to me i was like you can you can call it whatever you want to buddy but i you and i both know that's dancing so i just thought it was weird because I, I i dated a girl in high school and part of college and uh she had family that lived down in sugarland yeah Sugarland's a nice little place. And I, I used to like going out there only because we used to go right past the uh, ZZ Top Ranch. Oh, see, I never saw that. Going out to their house where they lived. And the neighborhood they lived, I thought it was so weird because on the street corners, not only did you have signs for the roads, uh-huh. the street names, the prices were on the corners. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those where they tell you how much each house like, costs Like when the house on this road is is between this amount and this amount. Yeah. And if you go down to the next road, it'll say the houses on this street are between this amount and this amount. I'm yeah. like, that is weird. So, and I'm, I'm going to dox this guy that I dated. I'm just going to say his name. His name is Chad. Um, boy, was he a Chad. Boy, was he a Chad. <laughs> But uh, not in physicality, just in personality. Um, anyway, his dad uh, was a state sen uh, a state representative, and he um, he was over a lot of master plan communities. Um, he was responsible for some master plan communities down there in Sugarland. And I don't know if you know what a master plan community is, but do you know when you go into a city and everything looks the same? Yeah. All the storefronts look the same. Like All cookie the cutter. like cookie cutters. That's a master plan community. 
And his idea for Sugarland was to turn the entire thing into a master plan community. And at the time, I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. Like, the McDonald's looks exactly like the fucking whatever down the street. You know, the Belk. The Belks. I'm sorry. It's the Belks. The Belks. <laughs> um, you know, and all of these stores look exactly the same, and you have to know where you're going in order to get to them. You have to really pay attention and everything. And all the all the buildings are the same, and they can't be above, they can't be taller than a certain level. Like, there's no skyscrapers allowed, and there's, you know, everything has to be exactly the same. And all the houses have to look exactly the same. And like you were talking about on the different roads, that's part of a master plan community where if you go down this road, it's this much, but if you go two streets down, it's a little bit more. And if you go two streets down beyond that, it's a lot more. And everybody knows how much you paid for your house and how much your house is worth based on the road you live on. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bougie. Um, that doesn't have the proper connotation that I'm looking for. Um, uppity. Yes, there you go. Very uppity. Because let me tell you, if you lived on one of the streets where your house cost a lot, you definitely looked down on the people who didn't. Mm -hmm. 100%. And that was built into the community. I mean, that was absolutely built in. And if you didn't have money in these communities, you were nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But I'm tired of talking about Chad. I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> talk about your week at work. Oh, my God! <laughs> I had such a good week at work. I had such a good Thursday and Friday at work. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Thursday morning, I get to work. And I haven't had a bad month this month. It was just kind of going to be a normal month this month. I was going to get roughly around what I normally get as far as sales are concerned. I was doing my best to try to improve it. But, you know, things are, things are slow going or whatever. But my boss calls me into the office. And I was like, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> What's he going to say? So I, he, he pulls me in there, and he's like, so I got good news and bad news. And I said, hey, I don't like bad news, so why don't we just stick with the good news? He's like, well, it's not bad news for you. It's good news for you, but it's bad news for somebody else. And I went, uh-oh, what happened? He goes, well, one of your coworkers quit. And I was like, oh, that's horrible. You know, and I'm trying to get, what's the story? Do we need to help him? Do we, you know, like, what, they quit on good terms. He's like, everything's fine. Here's the deal. Uh, we want you to have all of his customers. And I went, what? <laughs> you want me to do what now? <laughs> and they said, yeah. Um, and, and my boss was on the phone with his boss, who was on speakerphone at the time. And, and his boss spoke up and said, yeah. He said, uh, when we found out that this guy quit, he said, you were the first person that I thought of that could handle this. And we wanted you to have all of his customers and all of his clients because we know that you're not going to lose them. And so I have about 10 or 15 new customers. And I spent all day Thursday and all day Friday digging out from under the way that this guy because you know everybody does their stuff differently it's like he wasn't doing it wrong and that's not what i'm saying it's just everybody has their own way of doing doing things, things. and so i spent all of thursday and all of friday figuring out how he did things talking to his customers and making sure that i was able to seamlessly transition them into being my customers 
And I was nice. I mean, I did when I called his customers, I didn't sit there and go, hey, this guy quit and now you're mine. Like I didn't do anything like that. What I did was is I contacted them. I was like, hey, so this guy's had an emergency. He's had a personal matter come up and he's having to step away. Um, he felt that I was the best choice to help keep everything as it needs to be. And so he has asked me to step in and kind of help manage some of his customers while he's away dealing with his stuff. So I'm your new contact over here. If you want to reach out to him, great. We're still in contact. I said, but I'm your main point of contact over here. And I just wanted to introduce myself, let you know kind of what I was about, see if there's anything that he's been working on that I need to know about so it doesn't fall through the cracks because God knows I don't want anything falling through the cracks when we're doing a transition like this. Right. And so I was able to, you know, take on some of his customers. Yeah, because you didn't want to find out, hey, why didn't you get this this taken care of? Yeah. Like, whoa, crap, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I made sure with all of his customers. Now, there were some customers that didn't want to work with him anymore. And when I called them... They were like, oh, well, is he going to be back? And I was like, we're not sure when. And they're like, well, to be honest, I don't want to have anything to do with him. <laughs> because he screwed us over on this, and he messed up this, and he did this, and I don't, we're not planning on working with you guys anymore, like your entire company, because of this guy. And I was like, well, I, I completely understand. Completely understand why you would feel that way. Um he doesn't have to be involved in this at all, ever again, and won't be. Would you allow me the chance to make up for what he's done and give us a second chance to take care of you as a customer? Would you give me that opportunity? Because I would be honored if you would. And I've got a couple of them that were like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a second chance. Just don't screw it up. Because what all of this boils down to is she has the potential now to conceivably get to where she is doubling what yeah. she's been doing. A minimum of doubling what I've been doing. Yeah. And that will be really good for our families. That would be really, really good. But it made me feel so good. You have no idea. When I walked out of that office after they told me I had all these clients... And I had all these customers to deal with. I had to walk out of there sideways because my head wouldn't fit. <laughs> well, you called me like freaking out. <laughs> I was like, ask me how my day is going. <laughs> <laughs> Which is his cue to be like, oh, something good has happened. <laughs> exactly. Just never ask me how my freaking day has gone. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I kept telling her because she was going through some rough times. And I've, I've had some customers drop off and some and stuff And had to drop keep off. telling us, all you got to do is just keep plugging away. Something's going to something's gonna break loose. You, you can't give up. You got to keep pushing through it. You're going to get there. And then, lo and behold, this happens. Well, honestly. <clears throat> and that's because, I think, because while you were at work, they knew that you didn't have rough months because you got lazy. Yeah. They, they could see that you were chugging along, trying to do everything you could, fighting and scratching and clawing for every little bit you could get. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's why they went to you with this. Also, I think that one thing that I did a couple weeks ago may have actually greased the wheels on this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, because I had a coworker who got written up for some stuff. And he came to me and was venting to me about this write-up that he got and about all the stuff that he disliked about the company and the stuff he disliked about his boss and all this other stuff. And he was trying to basically drag me into his bullshit. Yeah, his drama. And I knew people had seen us talking after he came out of the office after he had been written up. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get out in front of this shit before, I, before something happens. And so as soon as I was able, I went directly to my boss and I said, look, I am getting dragged into workplace bullshit and I want none of it. I, wa I don't want to be associated with it. I don't want to be dragged into it. I don't want to have workplace drama. All I want to do, and this is literally the words I told him. I said, all I want to do is come to work, make some money and go home. That is literally all I want to do. I want to get new clients, I want to move some freight, and I want to go home. I don't need workplace drama. I don't want workplace drama. Please keep me out of it. And my boss is like, well, I'm really glad you came to me because I saw you two talking and I was wondering what you were talking about. I was like, <laughs> I, said, I, I said, I didn't know who saw us talking. I don't care who saw us talking. I want none of this BS. <laughs> this is not how I want to go through my day. And and uh, so he he said he said he was real glad that I had come and told him. He went and told his boss what I had told him. And it wasn't the next day when they moved my office back to that window office. And now I'm in a better position in the office. It's very quiet back there. There's three of us on that back row over by the windows. No, everybody else is on the literal opposite side of the office. We have zero people around us. And all we do is sit back there and move freight and be quiet and stay out of each other's business. <laughs> because that's how we want it. And that's how it should be. And that's how it should be. I don't want to get dragged into your BS. I don't want your workplace drama. I, ha I have been involved in workplace drama before, and it never ends well. No, it doesn't. You always get dragged down by it. And so... And, and <clears throat> I even went to my boss knowing that my boss, he, he and I don't really get along. Um, he's got a, you know, you know how sometimes your personalities just don't mesh? Yeah, just don't click. I don't have a problem with him, but he very clearly has a problem with me. And I think it's a personality thing more than anything. But the fact that I went to him anyway <laughs> and told him I didn't want to be involved in all of this workplace drama, I think kind of raised my status with him a little bit. And so, honestly, I think that more than anything else is the reason that they slotted me into this guy's uh, customers. Because they know that all I'm worried about is just handling the customers and not not causing trouble. Yep, so you did a good job. I did a very good job. It was been a good week. <laughs> I'm so excited. What else are we going to talk about? Next week, the kids still back, start back at school on Monday. Yeah, yeah, they do. And um, <clears throat> that's going to be interesting. Oh, and, and the bus thing, it's because they both get off uh, school. 
they change the high school. Uh, they they are starting the high school later during the day, so they get off at the same time. So they will be riding the same bus home. Oh, okay, that's good. So so that's good. So that'll be easier. Um, but yeah, now they're going to have to sit out in front of the school for like an hour before the school freaking opens because I have to drop them off so damn early yeah. so that I can get to work. It'll be all right though. Yeah, it'll be okay. Enjoying my wine. <laughs> well, my second bottle, you know, I didn't get to drink the first bottle. Something sad happened this week. Yeah, I dropped a bottle of wine and it shattered. Well, yeah. But we cleaned it up. It went under the stove, though. <laughs> it's probably all sticky as hell back there. They're going to pull that stove out and be like, what the hell? Oh, it killed back here? <laughs> but something really sad did happen this week. Um, Johnny Hardwick... Am I saying that right? Yeah, Johnny Hardwick, um, who's the voice actor for Dale Gribble from uh, King of the Hill, he passed away this week. Oh, I remember you telling me about that because everybody was, you know, instead of pouring out one for you and your homies, everybody had to pour out some sand. Some pocket sand. Some pocket sand. But yeah, which is kind of sad because we used to watch King of the Hill all the time. Yeah. Peggy. <laughs> uh, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a question for you then. What's that? What do we do if someone asks for their steak to be well done? We ask them politely but firmly to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Taste the meat, not the, the heat. heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh my God. You know, every time you get an idea, you don't have to hit me to get my attention. I'm right here. <laughs> Ow! Doesn't feel good, does it? Yeah, hussy. Somebody wrote an article about King of the Hill. And they said, <laughs> I've never seen anybody misunderstand the assignment so poorly. Oh, God, what did they do? They were <laughs> writing an article about jobs in media. And they mentioned King of the Hill. And they said that Hank Hill's job is never mentioned, but they're assuming that it has something to do with blue-collar roots. And I'm thinking to myself, this is somebody who has literally never watched an episode of King of the Hill. Because they mention Hank Hill's job at least once every fucking episode. Because he sells propane. And propane accessories. And propane accessories. How do you fuck that up? How do you not know what Hank Hill does for a living? I don't know. That, that, like you said, that's somebody that's never watched a single episode because that, that's what he was all about. How do you not see the memes on the internet about I sell propane and propane accessories? Well, I like the propane and propane accessories, but it showed him as selling shit for Dominatrix. <laughs> and BDSM. Propane and propane accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Uh, did you uh, see the... On a rough thing, <clears throat> uh, you'd asked me a question. You'd asked something earlier, and I looked it up, uh, about the fires in Hawaii. Yeah. They have no idea what, what started it. They, they don't know. They don't think it was like a lightning strike or like not, a lava don't know. flow? Or... They don't know where it started from, what started it. They just know it was the because that hurricane that was south of them, mm -hmm. and the trade winds just came through so hard, like this fire spread so fast. People just were driving down the road, and next thing you know, the fire's on them. Like they just had to jump out of their cars 
and like run and almost dive into the ocean to get away from the fire. Holy crap. That's how fast that shit spread. Well, you showed me some pictures of it. It looked like a fucking zombie wasteland yeah, with all it, the it cars. Looked, it looked like scenes from zombie land. Yeah, just burned out cars or on the highway. Resident Evil shit. Resident Evil, yeah. yeah. Just burnt to a crisp, just sitting there, like spaced out on the road. Like they were driving and just stopped right there. That That is... It's crazy. Fucking insane. I mean, I, I know as, as of now, there's like... At least they know, they know of at least sixty seven people that have that have died from this. this. And they're still looking for more, from yeah. what I heard. So that's just that's awful. But I, I just want to say that because you had mentioned you'd wonder what started it. Yeah. But they're not really sure. That's so that's so freaking random. You watch it; they're gonna find out that some dipshit did a gender reveal and set the island on fire. Probably. Because it's always some dipshit like that. Uh, popping fireworks where they don't need to be have fireworks or didn't put out a fire properly or flicked a cigarette butt where they didn't need to flick a cigarette butt like because people are too window. fucking stupid to do things correctly. Ugh, I hate people. <laughs> yep. Do not like people. Do you know what like I do people. like, though? What's that? We're going to be playing some Diablo tonight. Yeah, we are. You're going to level me up in some of those dungeons. Hey, I got to a... 32 nightmare dungeon with a lower level character helping me. <laughs> Dang. And when you in that game it it adjusts for how many people's in your party. Mhm. So like if you go through a dungeon at like a 32 by yourself and you go through a 32 dungeon with somebody with you, mhm. If that person's not really carrying their weight, it's a little tougher. Because mm-hmm. all the enemies are tougher. Well, I helped you a little bit in the dungeon that we were in. I couldn't help you much, but I froze some of the enemies. Well, it, well, my character, my rogue character, it it has a lot of build. A lot of its deep, a lot of its damage is from crowd control and vulnerable enemies. Any kind of crowd control, and that's whether they're chilled, on fire, whatever, poisoned. That's why I run poison, and I do different things that do crowd control. And I told you, even though your little blade that you throw out with yours is not damaging them at all. But I have a frozen <laughs> But it's human. causing them <clears throat> to become vulnerable after the third throw. Right. And then if you do that, plus your, your, your cold imbuement. Mm-hmm. Then my poison imbuement and then my dash that stuns them, that's four different crowd controls that are on them. And it makes my character just kind of just blow right through shit. <laughs> and so, and what I've been doing too is because I have those poison traps and then I have the imbuement on my blades and I have the imbuement on my arrows. So what I'll do is I will get as close as I can to the fighting without, because they one, they one shot kill me. She's low enough level that she technically has no business being no, in the dungeons that we're No, I have no business. But what I do is I get up as close to the fighting as I can, throw down a poison trap, throw down a call trap. Yep. Um, I make sure I do my imbuement. Yeah, I make sure I do my imbuement on my blades and hit as many of them as I can, and then I pull my right trigger and do the 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 arrows the. Uh, it's not a barrage. It's a, the rain of arrows. The rain of arrows, and they're all imbued with cold. So as long as I can get close enough to get some of that on those guys, you kill them a whole lot faster. And then I'm back here in ghost form, just waiting for you to get done. 
Yeah. Because I've been killed way long time ago, but at least I helped get some of the the enemies a little bit more vulnerable, so it's a little easier for you to kill them. Because I that that one that one dungeon we were down there and you were going off in like three or four different directions and I was just I just sit there twiddling my thumbs as a little ghost waiting for you to get back <laughs> and then and then you'll you'll kill everything around and then I'll, I'll get out of my little ghost form and uh, I'll go around and I'll pick up all the money and pick up all the stuff and pick up all and then go to the next group and you get killed and I go revive you and you go back to ghost form and then I just sit there as a little ghost you level up while you're just sitting there. <laughs> great i love it <laughs> it's so much you're fun. like oh i'm leveling up so fast <laughs> i like it and then it's fun afterwards to go get like all the little money piles and all the other stuff that you collect <laughs> Ooh, piece of kitty Ooh, piece of kitty <laughs> it's great i love it Ooh, piece of kitty. <laughs> and gonna... i did kill uh, and for anybody that's ever played the game they'll know what i'm talking about is the butcher yeah, you killed the butcher. He's a pain in the ass guy to kill. Uh, he'll just randomly show up during dungeons. You'll hear his footsteps. The next thing you know, you'll hear fresh meat, and he'll come <laughs> after you. And I actually killed him during that thirty level thirty two nightmare dungeon. I was kind of proud of myself. That's the highest level I ever killed him in. You should be. I'll help you next time. We'll get him together. <laughs> right. Actually, your character's not far away from getting to where we can start really beefing beefing her up. Because mm-hmm. once you get to 50, we're going to respect her character. And then we're really going to start working on strengthening up your character. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to go around and you're going to follow me around to the altars of Lilith to get those. Right. Uh, we're going to do the paragon points or whatever those well, things you get Paragon points after level 50. Right. And some of these Altars of Lilith will help you get them. There's other things you can help get them. And that's what's really going to level your, make your character a lot stronger. We'll just have to figure out if you want to run a Barrage class or a Flurry class. We'll fi- I'll figure that out. Because I, I honestly, I don't know. The Twisting Blades is by far the best class. But I want to run something different than what you're running. Yeah, but it's... Like, it, it's fun sometimes when me and Matt are playing together because uh-huh. he's running the same exact build I am. And you'll see these damn twisting blades just going all over the fucking place. <laughs> and we're dashing around. You got these blades going everywhere, and everything is just going. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, and also, once we get this character powered up to, to the level where I can, like, hang, hang with stuff on my own and help other people go through dungeons and stuff like that. Um, I want to start a new build on a new character, and I want to try something like a sorcerer because I think that would be fun too. A sorcerer is a good build because, uh, like, in the preseason mode, I guess you could say, because this is season one. Uh, the guys I was playing with, you know, one was running a rogue, one was running a necromancer, one was running a barbarian, and I was a sorcerer. And my build was just pretty much all straight ice build. Uh huh. And I could, like, I had different th- things. I could pretty much put chill on everybody that's on the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so a couple of the guys that I know for sure, they made sure they had stuff on aspects or skills on their gear that gave them 
a higher damage percent on enemies that were chilled or frozen. Mm-hmm. So my character made their yeah, character stronger. stronger. So it was like I was I was always a little bit lower level than them, mm-hmm. and so it was like I was more like a support class sorcerer. Mm-hmm. I I like I just chill everything, and then they'd go just fuck them up. <laughs> Not to change the subject, but I need to ask you something. What? Why is this the universal uh, the universal uh, universal sign for give me the ball? What are you talking about? Uh, I noticed they were asking for the for the game ball for this one guy who got his first major league. Because they talking about a pitcher. That's how a pitcher holds the ball. Okay, so so that's with two fingers up and your thumb out. And yeah, then that's two how fingers a pitcher down. holds the ball. That's how everybody holds the ball when you throw it. That's how you hold it. Oh well, I, I mean, I... you don't throw with all your fingers. So it's just those two. Well, not with that attitude, you don't. <laughs> not with any attitude, if you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> So, so that's so that's, that's what that has that has that always meant that? Because mm-hmm. I this, the guy got his first major league hit. You see everybody going, hey, and everybody give was the ball, doing give this, give the ball, give the ball, yeah, yeah. It was kind of cute. Boop. Oh, oh. Bregman made an error. That's that's rare. Yeah, Bregman doesn't error very often. Oh, did you see that guy that double jumped the other day? I didn't know if you saw that or not. Uh, I cannot remember what. Why can I not remember what game this was in? Anyway, it was the third baseman. Because Brakeman's a third baseman, right? Yes. So this guy was the third baseman because the ball went over that way. And it was a – it went over his head, right? Because he's, he's in between the bases. And it went over his head. And he jumped to get it. And then in the middle of his jump did another jump and went up a little higher and caught the ball. <laughs> like, I'm not even playing. He did a double jump. And then he caught the ball – and then hit the ground and sat there for a second. And you could see a look on his face. Like, he was kind of like, I think I may have just re- revealed my secret power, and that's probably not good. <laughs> okay, I have not seen that. Let me see if I can find it. Um, talk about something while I look for this. Well, I'm just curious about this whole double jumping thing. Let's see. Third baseman, double jump. Jump. Um, let's see. Um, you probably won't be able to find anything on it. Uh, let's see. No, they're just at, they're talking about double plays and things like that. Yeah. I I just like those videos that you'll send me sometimes, and I get them start getting them on TikTok now too. Is all the defensive plays. Uh huh. And people are it, it's it's neat to see some of these plays that these middle infielders pull off. But oh, it, it is impressive, Tatis. Fernando Tatis. Tatis. It's the, but the fact that it's like people just don't realize. And watch, he just sits there for a second, right? But when they show the, show the replay, you got to watch it because they they do a, a slow motion. Come on, they, let come me on, see Shelly. it. Because <laughs> this is funny. Fernando Tatis Jr. Because he's looking around. He's like, fuck, I shouldn't have shown that. Oh, come on. Replay it. Yeah, they're... Wa- okay, there he goes. Oh, and then he did a second jump. Oh, he did like a little air. kick. Yeah, he did a little to kick. To stretch out. But look, he got more height off that kick. What is it? He's used it. He did that to stretch. But it just cracks me up because he like hit the, and everybody was like, oh! 
even the pitcher was like, "Oh, you caught that." He did the uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, shit, the Destiny Hunter double jump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. That was really neat. <laughs> it's like he jumped up and realized, "Crap, I got to stretch out more," and then like stretched his body out and while he was in midair. And, and cool. I don't know how he made that play. That was just that was one of those plays that you're kind of throwing your body out there and hoping it works, and then when it works, you're like. Holy shit, that worked. But see, that's like if I'm ever actually watching TV and I'm flipping through channels, if I see, like, college, women's college softball on, uh-huh. I will watch that before I watch a baseball game. Those girls. Ooh. And it's not because, ooh, the girl. You talking about they some play. badass defensive plays? What? You are going to see, like... It's a big deal when you see a, a play like that in baseball, right? Uh-huh. But, like, you're going to – it's almost like a guaranteed thing. You're going to see something like that during the softball game because these girls are fucking badass. Well, it pisses me off that you say something like that because people are like, oh, women are not as good at sports as men. That just means you've never watched women play sports. Exactly. Women are – maybe they can't compete with men physically. Maybe. Now, I, I have some issues with you saying that women can't compete with men. Okay? I, I have a lot of issues with that. But let's just assume that they can't. Watching them play the game is insane because women will sacrifice their bodies a lot quicker than a man will. And watching women's sports, they will... They'll destroy you if you're not careful. Women don't care. <laughs> There was a, a soccer player that got in trouble uh, the other day because she fucking stepped on on one of the opposing team <laughs> team members. Shit. The opposing team member like hit the ground and she just like fucking stepped on her and just kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my feelings on women in sports. I think if we treated little girls the same way that we treated little boys, you would see less differences in the sports once they hit adulthood, and you would see women being able to hang with men. You tell me why we stop women from playing, uh, why there's no track to professional uh, uh, softball league for women. Oh, there should be because I totally watch it. Yeah. I mean, and, these women and, are good. And I think they should do it too. Like, put them on a bigger field. Give them more room to yeah. run. Let them show their stuff. You know? You're trying to tell me, and I, and I realize that the, the, the diamond that the women play on is smaller. Yeah. Doesn't need to be. Well, if they play with a different ball, you're not going to hit a softball as far as you hit a baseball. No. Now, I say that. <clears throat> my freshman year in college, I believe. Maybe it was my, that was my sophomore year in college. There was some shit talking between the baseball team mm -hmm. and the basketball team mm -hmm. about playing softball against each other. Mm -hmm. So they come up with a little game. We had a softball game against the basketball team. Coaches could play and everything. But well, one of our coaches, holy shit. Now, our field that we played on in college, it was 335 down the lines, 375 in the, in the corners, I mean in the gaps, and it was 400 in center, right? Mm -hmm. Our scoreboard was at the gap, in left center. Mm -hmm. Our assistant coach during this softball game 
hit one over the scoreboard mm-hmm. on our field. Mm-hmm. A softball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, oh my. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just saying that women don't need to be coddled. Women don't need to be babied. Women don't need to be put on a smaller field or a smaller court or a smaller fucking anything. Because we can hang with you guys. We may not be as good, but we'll put a hurting on you if you let us. And if you're not careful. Because women don't have a problem sneaking up behind you and hitting you in the ear with a board. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Speaking of that, that made me think, I know if I played sports... And they said, okay, well, we're going to play these different sports. We're going to try them all out. And we're going to play them against women teams. I'd be like, all right, see what they got. I can tell you one sport right now. Ain't no way in hell I would play against a women's team. Volleyball. No, I'd play volleyball against them if I was decently enough at have, have you seen women play volleyball? I'm saying even if I could, like I was like super really good at every, every all these sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like even like an all star in every sport that we played. Mm-hmm. There's one sport. <laughs> there is no way in hell I would play against a woman's team. And when I tell you, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I get it." Lacrosse. Oh yeah, no hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Hell Shit. no. You think them dudes beat the shit out of each other them sticks? Man, them girls beat the... Woo-hoo. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> not me. I would not. No man. Lacrosse, better known as kill the man with the ball. Holy but shit. But you get to have sticks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, beat, the beat the man the with the ball. Oh, anyway. my God. Um, a single, a double, another base hit, and then a home run. <clears throat> Yeah, Verlander went back to the, to the Astros. How did that work? I want to know. I, I, I'm wondering if. Do you just get to do that midseason? Not the player. I, what one thing I can think of is his con his contract was over. Well, it could have happened several different ways. I mean, the contract could have been over, and he was a free agent, uh-huh. right? And then the Mets signed him, mm-hmm. right? And then. Astros were like, we want him back. We'll give you two first-round draft picks next season, or a first-round draft pick next season and one for the next season after that, or something else, some mm-hmm. some top prospects for him. And so they'll make a trade and send him back. Or he could have had a year or so left on his contract, and and the Mets bought his, wanted to buy his contract out. You know, they could have traded him over there. And then traded him back. There's, there's. But is it because he wasn't doing shit for the Mets, or is it because the Astros just wanted him that badly? Probably the Astros just wanted him back, and maybe at that time, would he be okay, happy this is to how, go this, back? This is how they get away with stuff sometimes. Okay. You have a salary cap. Okay. Right. We're. Well, I don't know if there's really much of a salary cap in baseball. I thought that was NFL. I don't think there is one in it. But you have a certain amount. That you can spend. That you really don't want to do because then they start charging you luxury taxes and shit. Right? Okay. All right. Um, Say they didn't really have 
that room for the contract that he was needing. Mm-hmm. The Astros. Right. Okay. So they let somebody else pick him up as a free agent and give him that contract that he wants. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they go and trade him back. They trade to get him back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then he's already, he, he brings that contract with him. It's not like, like like if you're assigned for a certain amount of money for a team and you get traded to another team. They don't cut your pay. That other team accepts you and your current contract. Okay. Right? And then there's times where like, because uh, like the way this could have worked. Say that, okay, say that that's the situation. They didn't have it to give to him what he needed, right? Right. So they let him go as a free agent. And this could have been in the works for that even happened. Right. right. It probably was as quickly as it happened. It's like, okay, so somebody gets him, picks him up, right? Well, then, then that new team, the Mets, owned his contract, mm-hmm. right? So when they traded back for him, they're like, okay, well, we'll give you these two top prospects, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, we'll give you a first-round draft pick of this next season. Mm-hmm. And a one of our first round draft picks the season after, mm-hmm. and you pay a certain percentage of the rest of his salary. Oh, okay. So Verlander's not losing any money. So basically, Verlander. So didn't... there is a chance right now he's in an Astros uniform, and the Mets are still paying part of his salary. So he probably didn't want to go to the Mets. It was just a thing in order to like this could have been in the works before this before this could have been in the works for years this could have been in an agreement with the astros and the mets before the mets ever even took him like okay we'll we'll sign him as a free agent and then we'll let you have him back with for this this and this and we'll continue to pay the the difference of his salary oh now i'm not saying that happened but that kind of stuff does happen. Does happen. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's it's a little bit of jiggery pokery to make sure everybody's books. Because like, well, balance. you see some of these big time trades, like right for the trade deadline. Some of these teams that they don't want these bigger name players because they don't want the contract that comes with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they do, it's because okay, well we'll we'll we'll, we'll make this trade, but you're still going to be helping out with the salary, you know. Yeah. If we're, if we're if we're taking him off your hands, then you're you're gonna keep some of that. Salary. Well, it just it never made sense to me, and and I'm not I'm not a baseball player. I'm not in that world. I don't know how all this shit happens, but it never made sense to me that Verlander would get his ring with a team he's been with for years and then cut well, bait he was and with run the, the Tigers for years. Right, but he got his ring with the Astros. And the Astros are dominating everybody in their division. Why would he leave? It doesn't make any sense. They're not this year. Well, they're still doing pretty good. The Rangers are winning that division. Well, I know, but the, the, the Astros are not too far behind the Rangers. The Rangers no, really fucking came out of nowhere. Nobody but, but expected see, no, that. No, 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 you're wrong. You are wrong, you're wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> the same... I did not expect that. <laughs> the same thing was said about the Rangers... Okay, like, okay, that was said about the Astros five years before they started getting good. 
Because mm-hmm. there was people that saying, okay, yeah, the Astros are just like an embarrassment right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But everybody that knew everything was saying, yeah, but look at their minor league system right now. At that point in time, they had the all, not all, they had a lot of very top-tier players in their minor league system, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, if these guys stay with the Astros organization until they get into the majors, this team is going to be a team to watch in the next three to four years. Because they're building from the bottom. And then that's what the Rangers did. They're like, hmm. You know, because not everybody has the Yankees method. Oh, let's see how much money we have to spend to try to buy us another World Series this year. Mm-hmm. Some people have to work from the ground up and just get good players. Yeah. Let's see. Right now, the Rangers, oh, they only have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Astros right now. See? It's not domination. It's just they're doing better. And, and apparently, it was closer than that. Because, like, I'm sure, look at this. Like, in their last ten games, the Rangers are 9-1. and one. The Astros are 7-3. and three. And they're two and a half games out. So, ten games ago, they were only a half a game behind the Rangers. Damn. See, I told you, the Astros were fucking good. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I wouldn't am... have thought before the season started that at this point in time of the season that I would see the Rangers logo at the top of the leaderboard for their division. I am okay. I would not have guessed that. Look, I'm a Rangers fan because I spent most of my life in Texas. It's just it comes with the water. Okay, you have to be a Rangers fan. But I will never apologize for my love of the Astros. I like the Astros players. Bregman's my boy. I love Altuve. They've got such good personalities. I like Verlander. He reminds me of you. He's just a very sexy man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and. There's just players on that team that I just really like, and I'm going to be very sad if they ever leave the Rangers or leave the Astros. And you know, I just I like the team and I like the way they play, and I don't care that they got caught cheating. They're just, they just got caught. Everybody fucking cheats. They just are the ones that a little more blatant about it. A little more blatant about it. And and, and, and I'm looking at this too. I I would have had this completely opposite in the AL East. Orioles in first place. Yankees, last place. Really? I'd have That's had not that. normal. I would have had that flip flop. Yeah, the Orioles are never good. <laughs> and the Yankees, the Yankees are actually behind the Red Sox right now. That's because Jesus hates them. I mean, that's oh. I'm trying the, to tell you, Jesus. I mean, the Orioles the have the best record in the American League right now. That is freaking nuts. But this is what gets me, though, about some of these leagues, what, what I don't like about them. Mm-hmm. You've got the Twins leading their division, right? Mm-hmm. If they were in the same division, if they were in the AL East, because right now they're in the Central and they have a four-game lead in their division. Uh-huh. But you take them and put them in the... Uh, Put them in the uh, 
AL East, mm-hmm. they would be a half a game ahead of the Yankees for last place. <laughs> or if you put the Yankees in that division, the Yankees are in first place in that division. Damn. I, I don't like divisions. I don't either. I, I don't think they should have divisions. You have all these teams. It'll let everybody play everybody like they do now. And if you're going to have, like, the top eight teams or whatever, or six teams or eight teams, however you want to do it, make the playoffs, mm-hmm. it should be the eight teams with the best records. Mm-hmm. Not best team in the division. Yeah, because that's best bullshit. Best team with the records. I know there's reasonings behind it, but but the Braves have the overall best league record in the majors at 74 and 41 right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see about our buddy up north who said that their team <laughs> was going to because their division was so bad that they were just going to walk right into the playoffs. What what what, what city is he from? Um. Pennsylvania? No? No? Oh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Oh, the Cardinals. Oh, 51 and 66, and they are 12 games out of first. <laughs> he said this was going to be the Cardinals' year. <laughs> We've been sitting there making fun of him ever since. <laughs> they are in last place. Well, you know. In their division. It's like the Cowboys. <laughs> it's nothing but disappointment. Nothing but disappointment. Oh, those Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. 51 and 66. Shall we talk about the Battle of Montgomery? 12 games out of first. St. Louis? Yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's not going to hear you. I don't care. I'm just saying. We gonna talk about the Battle of Montgomery? We hadn't already talked about that before. Because that happened last weekend. It was after we recorded our podcast. Oh. <laughs> so the funniest damn thing. You already know what's happened. Um, so these, uh, these fucking, this happened in Montgomery, Alabama, um, on the on the river there. Uh, but these fucking rednecks parked their boat on a dock where they should. I don't think it. they were rednecks. I think they were uppity little white boys. Well, whatever they, whatever they were, they um, sorry, parked their boat where it didn't belong and wouldn't move it. And a ferry boat was supposed to be parked where their boat was because that's part of the dock where the ferry boat parks to let everybody off. So they're trying to get this boat to move. They won't move. They won't move. They won't move. So they send the co-captain of the ferry boat on a smaller boat <laughs> over to the dock to tell these guys, hey, we're trying to get the ferry boat in here. You need to move. So the co-captain of the ferry boat is a black gentleman, and he walks up to these white boys, and he's he's being very polite, just trying to tell them, hey, move your boat. Get out of the way. You've been holding up progress here for 45 minutes. We're just trying to get the boat in here and get these people off. Well, these rednecks are uppity white people or whatever you want to call them. Took offense to it. Took offense to it. Decided they're going to jump this black guy. Well, oh my God. They jumped him, and what he did, he grabbed his hat off his head and just tossed it in the air. And apparently, that's the signal for Wakanda forever. 
everybody with melanin in their skin just rolls out of everywhere. Now, there's one dude that was on another dock. <laughs> no, he was on the boat. He jumped in the water, swam across, and it's so funny because people are like, that ought to be an Olympic sport. It's called swimming and beat a racist ass. <laughs> Because that's what he did. He jumped in the water, climbed out, and started fighting. <laughs> the funniest part to me, what, the the fact that, that 90 black people came out of just fucking nowhere and just beat down these racist motherfuckers that tried to square up with this guy was fucking hilarious. But the, the, the funniest part to me was when you see these three black guys, and they they look like they're kind of young, 20, early 20s, you know, mid-20s, whatever, coming down the dock toward this fight literally skipping <laughs> they were skipping down the dock coming to beat a white boy's ass <laughs> we about to beat some racist ass doodah uh, doodah <laughs> and then you got old uncle out there with the chair i mean he was he was wailing on everybody with that and damn the whole chair, chair thing oh my god that <laughs> the whole chair thing is taken off we live in arkansas okay <laughs> there is a car dealership <laughs> I don't even know which one it is. It's, it's, in, North, no- it's in Northwest Arkansas. And I mean, it, uh, it's in uh, uh, North Little Rock. Yes. And if you buy a new truck from them, they are giving you a metal folding chair for free to go with your with your with your truck. And I'm like, oh my god, that is fucking awesome. That is so hilarious. And I've seen so many people on TikTok with their folding chairs, and they're like doing exercises with their folding chairs, getting ready for the fight. And or, or the one guy that did the video is like, <laughs> okay, I finally a flag that I can salute and be proud of. And you see him like saluting it, and it's playing the national anthem. And then you, the camera turns. He is taking his flag and the flagpole out of the little holder and <laughs> has a metal folding chair hanging <laughs> up in his flagpole holder. <laughs> With the memes that have come out of this Battle of Montgomery is so fucking hilarious. And what's even better is that all these people beat the shit out of these white people, right? Which they deserved every bit that they got. The only, there's been four people arrested in this brawl. All of them were those four were the were the white people from the boat, mm-hmm. because they got the three the three white boys that started it the dad and the two sons so they got them and then the woman turned herself in because she got the she got the the brakes beat off of her too. That dude with the folding chair took that folding chair right to her face. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I I think that should be a law. Two laws. Should be able to punch a Nazi in the face every day. Yep. At least one. Yep. You find and, a Nazi, you punch him. And you should be able to do the same thing with someone who's very obviously a piece of shit racist. Yeah. Like I saw a video earlier today. It was this lady and she started videoing because this other lady in this hotel where they were both guests in this hotel, right? Uh-huh. This white lady started going off on this black girl telling her she needed to leave. They didn't need to be there. She's like, I'm a guest here just like you. And the people at the working there is like, ma'am, they're a guest just like you. And she goes, I don't care. They don't need to be here. And this white lady thought she was going to be slick, right? She starts walking toward her and, like, tries to cut toward the door. Uh-huh. And as she's, like, trying to get out the door, she turns and spits on this girl. <gasps> and she goes, bitch, please. 
and you heard the pops. And next thing you know, when you could see this other woman on the camera, she was laying down and she was like kicking her bitch fucking spit on me again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, beat her ass. Absolutely beat her ass. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. Like, no, nah, bitch, it's too late for that now. It's too late for sorry. You, you, were, you, you were a racist you, motherfucker that assaulted are, another person. Because she's not sorry <clears throat> for her actions. No. She's sorry for the repercussions. She's sorry of the consequences of her actions. And the consequences of her actions. That's what she's sorry for. Mm-hmm. So nothing to do with what she said. Remember what I told you about the people at the Battle of Montgomery, the white people um, who got beat and they went to the hospital and they refused service because. Yes. That actually apparently is real. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, so there is a um, unidentified staffer in a hospital in Alabama has alleged that the white family injured during the Montgomery brawl left the premises of the hospital after discovering the majority of the people working in the building were black. So if you had any illusions that what they did was not racist, it 100% was. Not racially motivated. Not racially motivated. They jumped that co-captain because he was black. Yep. And they thought they could get away with it. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) sorry, the majority of the people who live and work in Montgomery are black. And uh, the sheriff and the police chief is black. And the only people that have been charged in this brawl are white people because they're the ones that started it. Yeah. And everybody else that joined in was just the consequences of their actions. <laughs> like the song said, try that in a small town. And that's been the best part of this because people have been playing that. Okay, so they've been they've been showing the, the stuff on YouTube. They've been showing the stuff on TikTok. And they've been putting try that in a small town, the song, under it. You know, so that it's playing Try That in a Small Town while, while you're watching these white people get the brake speed off of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has caused racists to stop playing the song. And <laughs> that song has dropped out of the top 100. Like, quickly. It did it in, like, two days. It dropped out of the top 100. Because they didn't want to listen to the song anymore because it was now tied. <laughs> to racial justice. Yep. It was no longer tied to what they wanted it to be tied to. <laughs> I hope Jason Aldean's ass is burning over this shit. <laughs> I hope his racist ass is so pissed off about this. <sighs> it's just a beauty to behold. This has been my favorite part of the whole week. Is <laughs> watching all these TikToks. <laughs> these men just skipping down the dock, ready to go. Come on, let's do it. And and. <clears throat> they recut it to the Avengers. Have you seen the ones where they recut it to the Avengers? Where, uh-uh. like, these guys are appearing on the dock through the little holes that... Oh, Doctor through Strange. the Doctor Strange. And uh, the guy that swam across the, the bay to get to the dock, they're calling him Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got... Uh, then you've got Black Panther was over there. and you. <laughs> it's just great. I've been having so much fun with the memes all week. I just love it when like races said, get what they deserve. I like it when they get what they deserve. And, you know, you were saying earlier that you would love to be in a situation like that where you could help beat the brakes off, off a white person who's obviously being racist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to be anywhere near it because I would be afraid that the people would look at me and assume I was one of those racists just based off the color of my skin, which 
is is a perfectly valid response. I'm I'm not saying, but because in that heat, you're just you're you're striking a skin you're hitting, color at that point. You're hitting anybody that looks like that, and I I would want to be as far away from it as possible just to make sure nobody thought I was associated with it, because I don't want to be associated. I have had, I can't tell you working in East Texas in a small town. How many people I've had come into the car rental agency when I was working at a home city location and try to drag me into their racist bullshit. Yep. Simply based off the fact that I'm white and I live in a small town in East Texas. And they try to drag me into their racism. And I've straight up told people, (laughs) no, absolutely not. I I had somebody at the airport. I don't know if I told you this or not. This happened months ago. But... um, one of my coworkers is a rather large uh, black gentleman, and um, he was trying to help this this white couple, an older white couple, and um, they were they were being rude to him, absolutely being rude to him. And I honestly don't know if it was racially motivated or not. I really don't know. It could have been racially motivated. The signs were there, but I don't want to make assumptions. But my coworker stepped out to go get a key for them, and that woman looked over at me. And tried to drag me into her bullshit. And I said, ma'am, you have been treating my coworker like crap this entire time. It is completely out of bounds. And don't drag me into your crap. Because I want none of it. I said, You've been, he's been nothing but kind to you. And you have been acting like an a-hole to him. So s- stay over there and, and keep your stuff to yourself. Because I want no part of it. And she looked at me, but she treated him right when he came back in. Well, because a lot of times when people like that and they see other people who they think relate to them, they think they can talk that way. Cause like mm-hmm. I told you, like whenever I was still OTR, I was sitting at a restaurant or a truck stop, I mean, eating at an Arby's, watching TV. So I'd already shut it down for the night. And this dude came up, sat near me, started talking to me, and started making racist remarks. Mm -hmm. And I corrected him on it. And it, like, just blew his mind that I would say anything. Because he was just like, it was almost, he he had this dumbfounded look on his face. Because he saw me and just assumed that I was just like him. Well... Not to say anything, but you kind of have that look. You've got a shaved head. You're a big white boy. You got tattoos on you. You got a goatee, little scraggly beard. You know, oh, I know. I look the part. Look the part, and you're a truck driver. I mean, you you just look the part. So of course, I can I can understand why he would assume that it was safe to pull you into his racist bullshit. But that's, that's why I like it when they do that because I like the looks on their face when I speak up about it. I'm like, oh no 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 no, we don't we uh. Uh-uh. And, and you've had people at your work, too, try to drag you into anti-trans stuff and, and anti-gay stuff. Well, one of them says something about it. And one of the other workers that I work with, that I worked with at night, is a black gentleman. And he has a child. We're going to say the child is, right now, still trying to figure herself out. Fair. Okay? Fair. Because they're they're just they're figuring stuff out. Because sometimes they try to, they say that they're leading more like toward the trans side, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're like, "No, I'm just gay." 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. And and it's all a journey. And that's And okay. so we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so I know about his situation, he knows about mine. Well, somebody was talking very negatively about that, and I'm at work, mm-hmm. right? I, I'll put up with so much at work before I say or do anything because I'm not going to lose my job. We don't like getting pulled into work, workplace drama. Right? That's just not I'm not going to lose do. my job over correcting someone in the way that I was about to correct someone. So before I got to that point, I stood up and I was going to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Walk out onto the dock to get away from it, mm-hmm. right? The coworker I'm referring to, I'm gonna call him T. Okay. Mm-hmm. I stood up apparently a little bit because I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I stood up in a in a quick manner, okay. <laughs> and then I looked over at T, and I saw the look on his face. Because the look on his face went, oh, shit. He's about to beat the fuck out of all three of these dudes for talking like this. That was the look he had. Mm -hmm. And I got up and started walking out. Right? Mm -hmm. And I found out that after I walked out, he spoke up and corrected them. He's like, you motherfuckers need to be very careful about what y'all are saying up here. Because y'all may not know it. But he has a child that's in that community, you could say, or however you, is it community? Yeah, it's a community. That y'all are talking shit about. Mm-hmm. And he told him, you're lucky right now <laughs> that he values his job. That's why he walked out. Because if he would have stayed in here, it would not have turned out well for y'all. I guarantee you. <laughs> and so... Because our boss was sitting there also, and he knew about my child. Because mm-hmm. that look was on both of them. They both knew I was about to get up and say or do something. <laughs> they just weren't sure what it was going to be. They weren't sure what it was going to be, but I decided to, okay, stupid fucking adulting shit with bills. I got to, <laughs> fuck. So I just had to get up and walk out before I said something, yeah. you know. Because what I wanted to say... And do would I would no longer be working there if I would have. Yeah, well, I can just picture you just grabbing the guy by the front of his shirt collar and pushing him up against a wall and saying, say it again, motherfucker. Oh. Say it again. I dare you. I was like, see that road out there? <laughs> Let's go over there and say that again, please. Because I've got some frustration I'd love to get out, and you saying shit like that is, oh, it's going to make it real easy. Like You don't have any idea how long it's been since I've been in a good fight. <laughs> And I am craving it right now. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I couldn't tell you the last time I was in any kind of altercation like that. Not since you've been with me. So it's been at least 16 years. You hadn't been in a fist fight. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. I'm trying to think. You were... I mean, I've had some very close calls where people have tried shit. Well, when your ex-wife's dad poked you in the chest, you damn near broke his finger. And don't tell me you didn't. No, I told him straight up that if he touched me again, I was going to beat his ass. I didn't give a shit if he had a co- uh, had a uniform on or not. Yeah, because he was a cop. And his mom and her mom knew I was fucking serious. Mm-hmm. And she grabbed him and pulled him away from me real fucking quick. 
Because he was poking you in the chest, like trying and, to make. And his I point. told him, I was like, "Don't you ever fucking lay your hands on me again." He's like, oh, "I did." Yes, you did. I said, "You touch me again like that, or any form or fashion, I don't care, cop or not, uniform or not, I will beat your ass." Well, I mean, th- okay, so look, a cab, okay, saying it again, especially that guy because he used his uniform to try to intimidate you mm-hmm. more than once. And I called his captain. Mm-hmm. And he got told, sir. He got told. <laughs> you need to not do that. You need to not be anywhere where he's at he's ever not, again. He was told. He was told that he said, "Okay, what? When do you go to pick up your kids? When do you go drop off your kids?" And I gave him my schedule. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I will make sure that person will knows that he is not to even be there mm-hmm. during those times." And there was a point in time that I went by there. I can't remember if it was to pick my kids up or drop them off. Her mother was there. Mm -hmm. Her parents' car was not. Because he knew he had to leave. Which means he had to leave while I was there to pick them up and he was allowed to come back. Because he told me that if he's even, he said, I don't care if he says anything or not. If he's even there, you let me know. You have my direct number. Because he is going to be instructed, he is not allowed to even be present while yeah. you're there. Well, it, okay, look, it's one thing if you are a angry parent of a child going through a divorce. I get that. Oh, absolutely. Be that. But he was not being that. He was being the cop parent of a child going through a divorce. And that wasn't the first time he tried to be a cop parent. Yeah. Because he pulled up on my mom's property where I was at one day and tried to show his ass... And I told him he was trespassing and he needed to leave. Yeah. And he showed up in uniform with his cop car. I said, you're not here on any kind of official police business. You're trespassing. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. And he tried to say he didn't have to. And I was like, okay. My cousin worked for the sheriff's department of mm-hmm. that county. I called him. Told him what was going on. And I told him, my exact words were, he's being threatening. I'm giving him about a couple of minutes to get off my property. And if he's not, cuz, I'm going to remove him my fucking self. And my cousin started hollering at me, oh, fuck shit, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Please, just, just fucking wait. I don't need, I don't need to deal with you beating the shit out of him. Out of, no, not, not out of a trip. No, I'll be right there. <laughs> and he come hauling ass over there. Squ- <laughs> Dude, you got to go. Now. <laughs> I will... Give a caveat that a cab does not include your cousin. Honestly, I... He's you, a sheriff. You, Those you, guys are built you, a little different. You always hear... Well, I wouldn't expect that from him. You know, when somebody does something crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of the stigmas that apply to... Law enforcement... Mm-hmm. I would have a very very difficult time ever believing that he would be a part of that. I think because that Because I he's... know that there was a slight misbehavior toward a student, because he is the head of the police department at the high school, mm-hmm. with one of the guys who also came from the sheriff's department to work over there. Mm-hmm. He got rid of him. So... No paid suspension... Unpaid suspension. Just gone. Like, not having it. 
you're out of here. So I, I believe that, and I believe that about your cousin. He's a good man, in spite of the fact that he's a cop. My only issue with law enforcement is I know, well, based on the things that I know about <coughs> law enforcement, good cops don't tend to last very long. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm not talking good cops like, what, there are cops who have never done anything in their careers. And your cousin is definitely one of those guys. However, they all know somebody who has. And have they spoken up about and it? And have they spoken up about it? And if you don't speak up about it and you don't do something about it, that kind of puts you in the situation where you're condoning it. And if you do speak up about it, you tend to either get hit by friendly fire or you have your no career is pretty much gone. Exactly. So the fact that your cousin is still in law enforcement this long leads me to believe he probably knows some shit. I'm sure he does. But I can't, knowing the man like I do, he's a good man. He really is. And I can't, I have, I have trouble. He's just going to be one of those guys that I'm just going to have to believe has kept himself above it. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't think anything else about your cousin. He's just too good of a guy. He's one of those few people I've mentioned before that there's nothing in my life that I would not trust him with. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about personal possessions. <clears throat> you know, personal possessions, family members, you, the kids. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing I wouldn't trust him with. Yeah. Well, to be perfectly honest, um, I've got one of those people in my life, too, that I would trust with anything. Yeah. And, and I, I 100% I, agree with that, too. If I didn't think he would freak out if I ever asked him, and if I didn't think you might freak out if I ever asked you, we've talked about what would happen to the kids if something happened to, to the both of us. And honestly, best case scenario, they go to your sister. Because I don't want them being churched out by my family. Just yeah. don't. No. And, and considering the treatment that especially the youngest son has gotten from my mother, I don't want them around my family. Right. So they would go to your sister. But if Unless I, your friend wanted them. Then if they I would, had, I would if I had my brothers, him. I'd send them to my friend. I would send him there. I would send him there. I'd be okay with that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually dead serious thinking about asking him, hey, can you be like their godparent, like their legitimate godparent? Like legitimately, like if something happens to me, you take care of them, godparent. Not I, just a godparent in name only. I like the real thing. I would be, I know, because I know exactly who you're talking about. And I would be 100% on board with that. He is the one person that if he were to call me at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, don't ask questions, I need you, I would go. There's two people in my life I would do that for, and you're one of them. Yeah. He's the other and, I, and before you left, I'd be like, do we need to, are the kids here okay by themselves? Do I need to go? Do I need to bring the shovel? I don't know. I hadn't asked questions. I just need to go. <laughs> like, do I need to go too? Can I help? <laughs> I was one of I was. One I've of, only met him a few times, and you know you always have your initial. You can't help but your initial. You you make a judgment, judgment on, on somebody. Yeah. And then later on, you find out if that judgment was correct or incorrect. Mm-hmm. I had a good judgment feeling about him the first time I met him, mm-hmm. and it's only gotten better since. I was one of two people invited to his wedding. Yeah. He, we, he literally had two people at his wedding, and I was one of them. Yeah. 
and I and I if, maxed out a credit card to go, but I fucking went. And if there would have been just one person invited, it probably would have been you. <laughs> well, he invited one person, and his husband invited one person. Yeah. And I was it. I was the only person. He didn't invite his family. He didn't invite anybody. I was the I was the person he invited. Yeah. And that is the one thing that if I could go. Yes, I if know I could, where you're going If I could that. go back in time and change one thing, he was not my man of honor at my wedding. Yeah. He should have... He should have been up there with me. With one of us, at least. Yeah. He should have been. been up there. He because was an usher, but he should He was in the wedding, but he should have been up there with but me. But the cousin we were talking about was my best man. Yeah. And but my, my best friend should have been right there beside me. Yep. He should have been. But he knows that he should have been, and I've said that to him before, and, you know, yada, yada. But And one of these days, we're going to renew our vows, and he's going to be right up there next to me. And we're not going to review him unless we know he can be there. That's right. I want to go somewhere and renew our vows. Yeah. Maybe when we hit 20. <sighs> I mean, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize until I was playing with Joker the other day him and Carrie got married the same year we did. Really? Like right, like a couple months after we got married. Really? Yeah. Which time? Because we got married twice that year. I don't know. It was right around one of them. But <laughs> I'm just saying. But they got married the same year we did. What do you know? Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, I'll be down. So technically, cool. I mean, I mean, if, if you really want to get specific, we've been married for 16 years, but we have had 32 <laughs> wedding anniversaries. <laughs> I can't remember which one's which. It's twentieth and twenty first, right? Yes. Okay. It's the twentieth of January and the and the twenty first of April. April. Because my birthday's on the nineteenth of April. See, you, I, I can't be held accountable for that because I will never forget us laying in bed one morning or one afternoon, whatever it was. I think it was at night. We were getting ready to go to bed, and then all of a sudden you went, "Oh shit." I was like, what? She goes, well, because of Facebook, um, honey. I was like, what? She's like, um, happy anniversary? I was like, looked at my phone and was like, ah, fuck me. It is our anniversary. We both completely fucking missed it. I think we've been married for 10 years at that point. And if it wasn't for Facebook, we'd have both fucking missed it. Wouldn't have known. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> but if it makes you feel any better... A friend that I've had since I was in college. I don't talk to him much anymore, but I, we've been friends since I was in college. And uh, I thought his birthday... I had, This entire time I have thought his birthday was on August the 8th. And so I waited till August the 8th and wished him a happy birthday. And he's like, oh yeah, it was the 7th. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> this entire time I thought it was the 8th. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I'm not good with dates. <laughs> Unless, I remember a few people's birthdays. I remember my kids. I remember yours. I unfortunately remember my ex-wife's. And that's because that was a weird situation. Because the girl I dated in high school for four years, mm -hmm. her and my ex-wife were born on the exact same fucking day. <laughs> well, your Year sister, everything. your sister made everything very, very easy for herself as far as like birthdays are concerned for her kids. Because she had her two kids 18 years almost to the day apart. Yeah. And her birthday is also in January. Well, what's it like with me and my two older sisters, my older brother? We're all on different months. 
But me and my brother, are bo- are both of our birthdays are on a 22nd. Mm-hmm. And both of my sisters are on a 26th. But different months. Yeah. Well, your sister, your, okay, your, your, January is a real busy month for your sister. Because she's got the two kids at the beginning of January and then herself at the end of January. And I think, didn't she get married like close to that? I don't remember. Because when 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 she when she and her husband got married, I, no, because they went to New Orleans. It was a summer. Never mind. Because I remember yeah, they I went to remember. New Orleans, and she looked so cute in her little wedding dress with her little jean jacket over the top of it. It was, no, it was adorable. I know. <laughs> My sister's so fucking pretty. She she really is. She's gorgeous. She's like five foot four and a little Spitfire, and just gorgeous as hell. She looks so. It's freaky how much she looks like Alyssa Milano. She does. And she acts like her, too. She does. <laughs> she really does. It, it, like, freaks me out. Now, my sister looks like um, Hermione Granger. Yeah, she really does. Like Emma Watson before Emma Watson got real skinny and pretty. I'm not saying my sister's not skinny and pretty. That's not say, what I mean. On. Your sister's very pretty. My sister is skinny and pretty, but Emma Watson kind of went a different direction. Like her facial features a little bit, but when Emma Watson was 16, 17 years old, she and my sister could have been sisters. Yeah. Uh, like, like twin, like almost twin, like fraternal twin sisters. Yeah. Like, freaky, like freaky looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my sister's pretty too. I got to remember my cousin's birthday's next month too. We just don't talk anymore. I wonder if we'll ever talk again. 24. September. Who? Which cousin? One we were talking about earlier. Oh, the oh, okay, yeah. Because he still remembers to message me every year on my birthday. <laughs> well, you gotta make sure you message him every oh, year. On your, you guys talk, don't you? Every now and then. Oh no, you don't talk as much. I'm just. I'm always afraid that your family thinks that I took you away from them. That is something that has haunted me. That always haunts me because I married you and we moved to Waco. Yeah. And that was three and a half hours away from your family and three and a half hours away from my family. And so I'm pretty sure that my family thinks that you took me away from them. And I'm always afraid that your family thinks I took you away from them. Well, I know your family thinks that because I remember your parents making the comment that your sister's husband took her and their kid away when they moved. They moved churches. And 45 minutes down the road. They they aren't even 45 minutes down the road. Yeah, they're not even that far. So, um, where my parents live and where my sister lives, 30 minutes at the outside. Yeah. And my sister and her husband were still going to my dad's church. And they did that for a long time, but they just got tired of driving. You know, it's like 30 minutes, 45. Well, it, was, it took 45 minutes to get to the church from their house. It takes about 30 minutes to get from house to house, but it takes about 45 to get to the, to the, to the church from their house. And so they were, they were just like tired of driving, so whatever. We're going to go to a church that's closer to our house. And my mother made the comment to me that she felt like my sister and her husband were taking the grandkids away from her. Yeah. Because they had moved churches. Yeah. And I was like, no, they still live... 20 minutes down the road like they're not taking them away you still see them three or four times a week they're not taking them away Uh, i mean come on (laughs) i can i can only imagine what's being said now that we've gone no contact with my parents i can't even imagine probably nothing well anyway 
you do what you got to do to protect your family. <laughs> yup. And that's what we have done. Well, I don't think we've gone into the reasons why we went non-contact on the podcast, have we? Yeah, we have. We have? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, if you know, you know. Um, so we've been talking for like two hours now. <laughs> I kind of figured it was been a while. It has been a while. I don't think I have anything. Oh, the only other thing that I haven't talked about on my list um, is I have made zero progress at the gym. And I am really frustrated about that. Um, I've been working out and watching my watching my calories for we a had solid to talk two about months. That last night, we said that our problem is we're expecting more results a lot quicker than what we can realistically get them. Because we are both in our forties and we are starting from ground zero, and it is difficult to start at ground zero no matter what age you are. And when you're when you're in your forties, it makes it even more difficult. But I, th- I think my I've lost inches, and I've gained muscle. So I think my problem is the water weight. Yeah. I think that's why I'm not losing weight. It's just water. I'm just bloated. Just water weight. You've definitely lost weight, though. You've lost like 15 pounds. Yeah, because I've gone from 304 to whatever 304 to 288 is. Yeah. I think you're less than that now. 288. But. My trainer actually increased my calories because he's like, you're not eating enough. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but he's also, he's changing up our workout routine either this month, either this week or next. And he said it's going to become more intense. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and Parker started going to the gym with us. Yep. That has been so much fun. Because watching him, like, just wait. Wait for a year. Wait till he's been doing this for a year. He's going to be a jack little motherfucker. <laughs> and he's already made a comment. What you gonna do when I'm stronger than you? I don't give a shit. I'm still gonna fuck you up. You mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's bring this to a close. Yeah, we've been going for an hour and 50 minutes now. <laughs> That's a long ass podcast. But speaking of him, he did cook his dinner tonight, made burgers, and he even made two little tiny mini burgers for the dogs. And he, and he like, had the little buns cut for them, had little bitty, like, uh, hamburger patties that were about a little bit bigger than the size of a silver dollar, if you know how big those are. And even had, like, mayonnaise on them and had the little meat patty. And he even put, like, lettuce and cut a little piece of lettuce to put them on them and a little bitty slice of tomato for them. I mean, and had it all just made up for them. Of course, the dogs, neither one of them ate the tomatoes, but they, they, they went, they, they ate those little burgers. I mean, I don't think they went after the bread because I don't think we'll ever have a dog that loved bread as much as my boxer did. Oh my gosh, that dog was weird. I mean, I, I used to mess with him and would put like leftover bacon and biscuits in his food bowl sometimes. And I would put the bacon on top, and he would, he knew that there was biscuits in there somewhere, and he would push the dog food and the bacon out of the way to get to the biscuits, and then he would go push the other dog out of the way of his food bowl and eat his biscuits. Didn't really, I mean, he liked the bacon, but he didn't really go after the bacon so much, but he, he loved them biscuits. Oh, Dante? Yes. Yeah, he loved those biscuits. He, I don't know what it was, but he was a biscuit eater. <laughs> and he would he would go after the biscuits before he would go after the, gra- uh, the, the bacon. 
Well, see, if you were in here, you would have heard me already say that. I'm sorry. I had to run to the restroom. I thought I was going to have an accident. Ew. <laughs> Sometimes that happens when you get old. <laughs> right. Incontinence. <laughs> and, ha- and I've had a lot of wine. A lot of wine. And a lot of Dr. Pepper before the wine. So, you know, just one of those things. But I've talked about everything on my list except for the politics stuff, and I don't think we need to end on politics. So. Nope. Nope. No politics tonight. You're very welcome, Matt, if you've made it this far. <laughs> he probably hadn't. He's like, man, fuck this shit. too <laughs> He's long. like, screw these people. They talk forever. I'm tired of this. <laughs> but thank you for lasting this long if you've lasted this long. You can reach me on all the socials at Cricket Shea. If I am not at Cricket Shea, you can get me at Cricket Shea, the number one. Um, that's Instagram and threads. Everywhere else is at Cricket Shea. Um, text me. Call me. Don't call me. Please don't call me. Uh, text me. Email me. Facebook me. Whatever you want to do. And if you have a message for Thomas, I'll get a message to Thomas, too. That's okay. Because <laughs> he doesn't have any other socials. I do. I just want to get on them. <laughs> I, got, I, I completely got off of Facebook. That's okay. Too many stupid motherfuckers on there. Yeah. I got tired of listening to them and I have, seeing them. And I have carefully curated all of my feeds where I don't deal with any Cause what nonsense. I got off of it was when one a guy who is a Facebook acquaintance, because I knew him from Waco, mm-hmm. was arguing with me about something political. And he was an idiot. And he's like, well, won't you see about how you are and won't you come meet me over here? And I was like, sent a private message to my to the guy that I knew and said, Russell, you know me. I don't know your friend. But if you value his life, And you tell him, leave me the fuck alone. Because mm-hmm. if he keeps on, I'm going to take him up on his offer. I'm going to go meet him somewhere, and I'm going to beat the beat the fucking brakes off of his ass. <laughs> so you better tell him just to shut the fuck up and leave me alone. And I never heard from that guy again. <laughs> because I think Russell told him. So, anyway. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But we're bringing it to a close. Yep, Thank yep. you for lasting this long. Bye.